Hello, hello, hello. Hi there, everybody. This is Kyle Serlo, and uh, I have got a very, very special podcast uh, for all of you guys today. Um, if you are a big fan of the podcast that we do where uh, we have really fun, you know, in-depth conversations about golf course architecture and strategic design and all those kinds of things, um, this probably is not going to be your favorite podcast. <laughs> this is... This is uh, this is essentially me and three of my buddies uh, getting drunk and talking about our trip to Bannon for what ended up being over two hours. And uh, I had an absolute blast. If you're someone that just uh, is about to head to Bannon Dunes or you just returned from Bannon Dunes and you're thinking about your trip a lot, then this is going to be a, a great podcast for you. Um, me, my buddies Mark, Andy, and Keel had an unbelievably good time. Uh, talking banding with one another, talking about our favorite courses, favorite opening holes, favorite closing holes, you know, which which hole stood out the most from this trip, our experiences uh, from this trip specifically, all, all this kind of stuff, and uh, had a really, really, really good time. Uh, you know, most of these podcasts we do are technically not safe for work. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say there's probably a few more profanity-laden uh uh, uh, bits of audio in this podcast than normally so just fair warning if you uh like listening to this podcast in your car with your children I, you know 94 percent of this podcast is going to be okay uh <laughs> but otherwise though um again if you're if you go to bannon on a buddy's trip and you just like hearing about you know stories you know drinking and golfing and hanging out and all this kind of stuff then this is definitely the podcast for you so i wanted to go ahead and thank andy Mark Keel for spending all the time with me. Uh, Keel was having some wild difficulties holding his microphone in the correct place. I think he may uh, may or may not have enjoyed a little bit too much of the devil's lettuce uh, coming to this podcast. So he, uh, I do apologize in advance for Keel's very very faint um, audio, but uh, Mark and Andy sound great. I, I guess, just sound normal. Um, and so with all those caveats in place. Uh, here is part one of our 2019 Bandon Dunes trip recap. Bam. Oh, everybody, welcome back to the program. This it's tough to say this is my favorite podcast of the year because it's on the heels of my favorite week of the year, and now I just continually think about how I'm still 51 weeks away from doing this again. But it are, it's things like this and talking to gentlemen like I'm about to talk to right now that keep the hope alive. It, it's what keeps me going and lets me know it's going to be okay. This is our Bannon Dunes Recap Podcast, and I am joined by three of my very closest friends, you, all three of these gentlemen have been on this podcast before in various t in various times. I'm joined live and in person by my good friend Keel Meredith. Uh, hello, Keel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you really butchered that. Unbelievable. Anyway, and then I also am joined by the Orange County Savants. If you guys listen to our podcast, we broke down every single ounce of credible Orange County golf. These are my guys right here. The pride, pride of Orange County. And guys who are just waiting, waiting for that invitation to Pelican anytime you got one. Mark Tappanis, <laughs> Andy Fertig, gentlemen, all three of you guys. It is so lovely to be here. I, I'm sorry that Bannon's over with, but I, I, I'm kind of excited. We get to just sit down and talk shop and just nerd the fuck out for about an hour or so here. This is going to be great. That I, sounds amazing, Kyle. I am. I couldn't be more excited to to relive the glory that is our Bannon Dunes trip. Oh. I think I, I think I've been talking about this podcast that we should do this probably for the last two three years. So I'm glad that it's finally happening. I, I am as well, and uh, I, I know that in the past, I think you guys might know better than I have. I know we've done a Bannon Dunes trip trip recap podcast in the past, but I don't think I've done this for at least one or two years. I know I did one with BQ and uh, I think Mark yeah. Galvin at some point uh, a while back, but maybe I did one last year, but I don't know if I dedicated a was whole... Yeah, I think you did do it with Amory. Did I do one with Amory? Oh, even even better. I might get that dickhead back on the trip with us one day. It'll be really, <laughs> really, really great. But uh, guys, I this is one that has been a long time coming because you two 
admittedly, and no disrespect to the rest of the crew, but you two are some of my favorite Bandon boys here. And so, you know, mostly because you're you're one of the few guys that literally gets just as jazzed as I do leading up. Really, actually, I shouldn't say just as. One of you nerds, I know for a fact, is looking <laughs> at, 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 the cam, at the live webcam of the first tees for every day for months on end leading up to the trip. So I know you guys may even have surpassed my levels at some point. Several, several months in advance, <laughs> we, we, I consider myself an amateur meteorologist at this point. Um, feeling feeling real good about yeah. about band and prep that that three months before. God, it's so good. I I actually have got some some news I might have to share with you uh, when we're off uh, off the microphones here about some some different employees up there talking about some different weather app ideas and uh, you really really getting guys like Ooh. yourself dialed. Oh, it's this is going to be good. I, so we'll we'll talk after the podcast. But without uh, delaying us too much further, everybody, let me set the stage. Let me set the scene for all of you guys. We have just returned from five glorious nights at what I consider to be the best golf resort in North America, four public access golf courses, all ranked inside the top 20 public access courses in the country, all of them rated in the top 100 in North America, and all four rated in the top 150 golf courses in the world, according to the most recent rankings by Golf Magazine. Um, this, I mean, there's literally, I don't think there's a single location in the entire world where there is a concentration of truly world-class universally loved golf courses in one place like you don't even have to get into a car to visit these four different golf courses and for me this is you know and i don't even know how many years in a row i've been putting this trip together for everybody but i know for you guys this is trip what four or five um yeah number four and actually this is great because one thing i'm really excited about having keel with us here is keel actually made his maiden voyage up to uh up to bannon this year so we will get to have kind of a rookie uh, point of view at times but uh for everybody i again i, I don't mean to rub this in but uh we were there for five <laughs> nights and we had better weather than all of the schmucks who pay five times as much try to get when they go in july august and september i mean i'm talking t-shirt and shorts weather at the beginning of december i mean what do you think 62 63 degrees eight miles an hour of wind uh a lot of sunshine. Am, am I am I exaggerating? Yeah. I would say that we were stripping more layers than we were putting on for sure yes. uh, over the duration of the trip. We did have I, about four to five holes where it rained on us, which was probably four to five more than we had last year. Um, but nothing to complain about from a weather standpoint for sure. As as I told you, the rain was canceled. Uh, you know, now that the trip is over with, I will allow you to say that. <laughs> However. Uh, the, one thing Andy really likes to do on this trip is like to tell me how the weather's going to be perfect when there's still an imminent threat of fucking just <laughs> shit going to get dumped on us at any given moment. And uh, he, my guy really likes to walk the tightrope, and he, it seems like he has escaped with his life as well as all of our lives this year, which uh, I'm very thankful for. That, that, that was great. So uh, five perfect days at Bannon Dunes, 28 of us just having the times of our lives, great weather. Most everybody played at least some decent golf. Uh, some more so than others. Andy, I'm sorry. Uh, Marky, <laughs> I, I saw Marky hit some great golf shots. I saw Keel. You know, I mean, shoot. How many top 150 golf courses had you played before this trip, Keel? Zero. Okay, great. Uh, Keel, <laughs> not intimidated by the greatness that is Bandon Dunes. I saw. I played round number one with Keel Meredith and. That guy just striped one right down the middle of the fairway at Pacific. Left himself, I think, like a seventy-yard pitch shot in on number one at Pacific for his first round ever at Bandon. So he he was dialed in immediately. Um, and the food, as always, was great. The customer service. I mean, basically, we had five perfect days at the best golf destination in North America. Uh, would anybody here disagree with that? No, I mean, I think, <laughs> and you called it out too, Kyle. I mean. <laughs> Getting out there in November, December, paying what we paid, $100 around, $50 replays, rather than I looked up peak season too for people, and it goes as high as I believe it was $295 uh, with replays being half of that. So oh, yeah. we just got absolutely incredible weather at an absolutely bo- rock bottom prices. Yeah. And what's crazy is that, um, so my caddy, shout out to a powerful Tommy Fuina. Um, Tommy. Tommy's, Tommy is the man. Tommy, Joe Rogan's boy, Tommy. Um, <laughs> dude, he was basically saying that this year they had more 60-plus degree 
sunny days than any year in the resort's history, and that it was up to, I think he said they cracked 50. They had 50 <laughs> days this year where the weather was above 60 degrees, and we got a couple of those in December. We sure did. And yeah. you know the thing I think that's that's amazing when you hear about people that go during peak season is even if it's perfect like it was for us, you still have the winds that you're dealing yes. with. Yes. Versus the people that I've talked to when we're out there say, man, you guys really get lucky coming out here and getting good weather in November, December because the winds aren't nearly as bad. And no. I mean, we played uh, last year, we got to play old Mac and no wind and it felt like cheating. It basically was cheating. That's the only reason that I set my all time low score. <laughs> but I mean, we even, you know, there was, I would say that maybe the first two days were a little bit cold, but. Other than that, from a weather standpoint, you couldn't have asked for anything better than we've had the last two years. Yeah, yeah, I, I could not agree more, man. So uh, now that I've uh, set the stage for everybody here, before we jump into the the nitty gritty and we really we really start to nerd out, what uh, other than the great weather, what were some of your guys' initial takeaways from uh, from this trip? You know, the things that maybe you know on the whole, if you're looking back at this trip a couple years from now, some of the things that'll stand out that uh, will, will be most memorable for you for this trip. Uh, well, I thought, I mean, first one, I just having a hole in one on the trip. So shout out to Mark Galvin. Yes. That was yes. something special. That was something really, really special. Uh, I mean, just hearing, so Mark and I, uh, Mark is lucky to have such an amazing name. Um, and I remember Powerful. Kyle, you texted me, you're like, Mark, did you just get a hole in one? Did you get an ACE? And at that time I had hit an amazing, uh, shot on the par three. I think it's five at trails. And I was like, I lost it for a second. I'm like, not yet, but I haven't walked up to my ball yet to see if I did it in yet. Uh, and uh, I, I hadn't hit a hole-in-one, but I thought you were Nostradamusing this and speaking it into existence. That would have been great. Um, but no, to hear that Mark uh, hit a hole-in-one, that's that's fantastic. Well, that, that that in itself was a silly – that that may be one of the things that I take away is that fucking BQ, Brad, Brad Quince, shout out, basically texted me and said, Mark got an ace. And then I think to myself, well – there's three marks on this trip. Which one was yeah. it? Initially, I thought Mark. I, I was thinking you or Mark Galvin, but then I remembered about uh, Spence's pop, and I was like, yeah. "No, probably not Mark Reamer. No offense." And then, <laughs> and then I texted you, being like, "Did you do it?" And you're like, "No." I was like, oh, "I think it has to be Galvin then." But then BQ wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't confirm who it was. He was just fucking with me and. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, that would have been so awesome. So yeah, Ace probably the trip. trying to salvage Mark's bar tab. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just trying to you know trying to hog all mark's bar tag to himself you know yeah, yeah, you, you didn't have to buy the other 24 guys drinks you can just buy me rounds the rest of the trip and you know call it even <laughs> god um yeah man it, you know what let's just jump right into that we'll, we'll save big takeaways maybe for the end after we've talked over everything let's 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 go with storylines from our 2019 trip so a big storyline like you said mark galvin hole in one uh this is actually a serious question i have for all of you I personally have the opinion that it absolutely is no different and counts just the same as if he were to make it. He made a hole-in-one at the preserve. He he was convinced that somehow, some way, it doesn't count as much, and I had to insist to him God. that it's absolutely it's a one on the scorecard. I mean, it I it's absolutely a hole-in-one. But where where, where do yes. you guys stand on this? Yes, a very hard yes. Hard yes. Um, I, agree. I think especially at a place like the preserve. That's such an epic resort, and it's just amazing holes. I, I say yes. I, I actually, I think we were talked about that at Pelican this week, uh, this weekend, where we were talking about like, would you kind of hole in one at Shorty's? And I was like, I don't like. I would say it, but it would come with a like a story afterwards. I don't think there's even a story after uh, Preserve Hole in One. Yeah, like it's just so epic. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean. I, we play a lot of par three golf, golf out here, and I think we had actually talked about this earlier in the year because um, I know it was like a hot topic. I know the Callaway go golf guys were talking about it. A couple other guys were talking about having arguments over whether uh, a hole-in-one on a par three co course counted. Um, I was always in the camp, like Mark, of saying 100% that counts regardless. Um, now, I mean, I, I do think it's a disclaimer of saying, hey, yeah, it was you know a par three course, but – it doesn't take away the fact that it was amazing and the fact that it's maybe the best par three course in the country surely doesn't hurt without a doubt. Um, 
without a doubt. So I probably would say, you know, I would say, yeah, I, I got a part. I got, I do. I have one hole in one, but it was on a part three course. I would never but even, like, I say that. <laughs> ultimately, it's still just as cool, if not cooler, the fact that it was, and it was the first hole. Yeah, yeah I agree. and the starter saw. I mean, everyone. Yeah, it was. That's so epic. So epic. So epic. <laughs> no, I would take nothing away from that away, uh, Mr. Galvin. So. Yeah, and it's much better than my zero hole in ones on on any course. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point, Kiki. Do you have a, you have a question for us? So our our novice has a question for us. So some people would say because it wasn't on a full length, you know, golf course, that somehow it it diminishes the uh, excellence of a hole in one. I don't know the people that think it's not a legit hole in one. I, I don't understand those kinds of people. I, I I don't try to think like them. They're they're morons. I mean, do, do you guys disagree with me? <laughs> I I don't. And you can post you can post your round of preserve. Yeah, they'll say it's, and everything like it's it's a legit course. Yes, it's just I think it's I think it's the fact that yeah they're all par threes. Depending like one of the guys was but they're saying, not like, easy depending they're... on the length of the hole. Like if it's over a hundred yards, which that hole definitely is. Yeah. Um. I like to play devil's advocate a little bit, but I'm a hundred percent with you guys that yeah, it's it couldn't have topped it a better trip. Like having that to kick off the trip really just like even sparked up the energy further than I thought it could have been. Oh yeah. With how psyched all of us were to get there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I mean Whew. I mean, coming off a night in Coos Bay, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, I was ready. That, that was the news I was ready for. That, that's exactly the pick me up that I needed. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Um, all right. So, shout out to Mark Alvin. One thing I'm noticing, especially when I'm hanging out with you, you, uh, you Southern California gentlemen, is that I kind of have gotten to a point now where every time I go on a golf trip, I like to have like a signature cocktail just, just for that trip in particular. You know, we go down to Palm Desert, we drink vodka lemonades. All right, this. <laughs> We go up to Bannon Dunes this year, and then we have a brand new beverage that I had actually never had before. And which one of do I have one of you two to thank for sharing this beverage with me? The the trip, the, the beverage of 2019 Bannon Dunes, the transfusion. I, I was completely unaware. <laughs> who, who who do I have to no, thank for this? We'd actually picked it up from a, a few other golf pods, and, and we you know we we'd heard it around. So unfortunately, we can't take credit for the the transfusion, um, but my God, is it delicious! And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, transfusion is vodka, ginger ale, and a splash of grape juice. And it's really tough to find that mix. Primarily, the grape juice at um, at clubs. Oh, you find it at higher end clubs. So like Pelican had it, Monarch Beach down here had it, Bandon had it. But if you go to your local muni, you probably won't find grape juice. And by God, do not get confused with grapefruit juice because it Ooh. literally it tastes like a boot. Uh, it's <laughs> awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, it was amazing. I have to admit, after we were there, I got home like the night we got, drove back <laughs> from Bannon. I had to go out to like a party, like a buddy of mine was having his thirtieth birthday party. I go out, I go to the bar, and I was like. God, I'm just not ready for the trip to end yet. I'm just gonna fucking order a transfusion just just to keep the good times rolling. I ordered it at the bar, and the bartender looked at me like I was speaking Yiddish, dude. It was just, yeah. and I was like, "What do you?" I was like, "You're the bartender. You know this." He's like, "Yeah, I don't know that." I was like, "All right, well, just give me a double screwdriver then. Thanks." Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I'd like I'd like to give a special shout out to Whiting as well. Uh, probably one of my favorite people. I didn't know going into Bandon that I met at Bandon. Uh, and we were about to turn, and the best thing about Bandon is you play a 36 as many times as you possibly can. And uh, we were at the Bandon Dunes Golf uh, Pro Shop, which is probably the largest pro shop out of uh, all the res- yeah, all the courses sure. there. And um, and uh, I go, Whiting, I'll take care of the round. You go get the drinks. And he goes, all right, wh- what should we drink? I go, transfusions. And he looks at me, he goes, what? I'm like, trust me, order it. And and Whiting coined the the verb for verb form of the transfusion, and he continually said on the course, "I am transfused right now. <laughs> I am transfused." Um, so I mean, it really is a drink that I mean, even people who don't know about it just you immediately fall in love with it. And I think that was to your point, the drink of of the trip. Oh yeah, but I, I, I want to say by day three, that what probably. 85% of the guys on the trip 
we're having oh, yeah. at least one yeah. every day. We had the whole crew drinking transfusions. Now, just to to be clear for the listeners, um, and what you already figured out, Kyle, it's it's probably not a drink that you're going to order at a bar. No, uh, I, I, I learned that within an hour of returning from Bannon. <laughs> it, it took one hour. I, I guess it's like a cult golf country club type phenomenon drink. Um, so the only place I've ever had it is to Mark's point, like high end golf courses. Um, but if your, if your local club doesn't have grape juice, you can always just throw a little can of Welch's in your bag and order a vodka ginger ale and throw a little splash on top. That's a really Um, good point. That's a pro tip. Or bring your tall Yeti like I did and and make yourself (laughs) one in the room every morning before you head out. Also, also very smart. Not not to completely shift gears, because I think it's somewhat topical uh, around bars, uh, but Andy and I were talking about this, and we said we had to absolutely make sure we brought this up on uh, during the pod. Please. Was, how about how about us hanging out with the, the hot girl at the at the bar, you, Mr. Serlo, being uh, being approached by a listener? Uh, hopefully you got you got their name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but my God. Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff with the WeCopaw sweater. Um, just recognizing your silky pipes over there, and and bringing it, calling you out during breakfast. That was uh, that was awesome. I actually have since traded an email with Jeff, and uh, <laughs> definitely want to shout him out of the podcast. That was uh, that that was very. Do, do I major shout out to Jeff? That was that was like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Kyle and I are sitting at Pacific having breakfast, uh, and having Jeff come up and say, "Hey, you're you're are you Kyle from the Golf Guide podcast?" And just recognizing your voice and knowing that that you were coming on the trip from the from listening to the pod that that was super cool and uh, Jeff sounds like he'd fit in well with us from uh, from his oh absolutely absolutely I mean the, the listeners of the Golf Guide podcast I mean all I mean all twelve hundred of us are very very strong <laughs> we we are a united group I mean we're, we're no. oh and really with the Bannon Recap podcast I expect that number to maybe quintuple you know quintuple yeah at the very I mean. This is always the most listened to podcast of the year, so I would expect deep, deep listenership here, which is great. I was telling Andy, I mean, you've had some heavy hitters recently. I mean, the last podcast, so if anyone, this is your first podcast listening to the Golf Guide podcast, you got to go back and listen. I thought the one with Garrett was absolutely incredible. Thank you. And the one with with your boy Chris Durr uh, is always an incredible podcast, so – uh, some some heavy hitters. I, I can I mean I I can see why they're starting to become a groundswell uh, of, of, of for the pot. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then our... you go and fuck it up by having us on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, you know, strikes and gutters. You know, it's it's, it's okay. Uh, let's see. Continuing storylines from our 2019 trip. Um, we already talked. We already touched on the weather. We touched on the transfusion. Uh, game of the trip. So. We, we played together a couple times here. So when we go on these trips, my dream is always to get to get like 16 of us into like a legitimate like Ryder Cup, like a like yeah. a like a multi-day Ryder Cup. But we just never seem to really be able to coordinate it and get everybody enough guys on board. Um, so this year we were, you know, relegated and, and it was OK to play in games just within our groups. So we had a big, huge, uh, you know, we always had a big, huge skins game going on for all 28 guys on the trip. We had a great birdie game. Uh, first of all, what did you guys think of the birdie games, especially since uh, one of you is related to the guy that ended up taking all of our money? Yeah, yeah, it's even worse. Uh, no, I love the birdie game. Although I made zero birdies, uh, I thought it was a really cool idea um, basically pitching in. Everyone who decided to opt into the game would pitch in $1 for every birdie that was made gross across the entire group and $2 for every eagle. Uh, so I thought that was super cool. Um, I would have loved to see us, I think for next year, I was thinking about this, um, because everyone's carrying cash cause we're throwing dice at night and, and having a good time anyway. Um, throwing that money in at the end of the day, just so we can have kind of an understanding of what that last hole is going to be worth to put yeah. a little bit more pressure on people. That's a great call. Um, and then being able to, to walk out with a fat wad of cash is always cool, right? Especially because it's going to be a, a huge wad of cash because it's going to be primarily ones. Um, but I, I loved I loved the birdie game. I loved the skins game, although I profited from neither. Yes. Yeah. It was. I mean, it it was good. And I I got to, I think it was uh, I think we got that from the no laying up guys. I think in one of their tourist sauce seasons 
they played the birdie game and I was like, that would be perfect for Bannon. Yeah. So. That's what Tyler, Tyler was saying that at, at Pelican. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was super fun. Yeah. That, that was awesome. That, that birdie game was great skins, you know, just $10 per day for everybody kicking in for the skin spot was great. I think I was shocked by how many skins were being won that whole trip. I mean, there, the day that we played Bannon trails, I think there was nine skins on 18 holes which yep. for a group of 28. That, that seemed crazy. Wow. Absolutely yeah, crazy. I'm a big fan of those like larger group games where you know everyone's kind of involved. Even low, you know high handicappers are involved because it's net. You know, yeah. I, I thought overall, I thought the birdie game was so much fun uh, because really anyone could have won that. You just, yeah. you just had to hit the last birdie of the trip. Uh, and then I think the skins game is so fun because it, it really does make you feel like anyone can really win it. Yeah. Um, which would be which is fun. So yeah, th- those are always really fun games. Uh, I know we had, obviously had a few individual games. Uh, I, I think one game, one day, uh, a few of us played Daytona, which I always love Daytona, which is such a fun game. Um, and then we played obviously Wolf, um, or I, I think as we called it now, Junk Man Wolf. Yes, Wolf with all the junk. Wolf, junk, junk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wolf with all the junk. You got you guys. Uh, you guys weren't the biggest fans of that game but, uh, strong, on the last day. Strong takes about it. Strong I takes. I have, I have ways to, I think, we can improve it. And we actually, it's funny, uh, Kyle, we actually, when we played Pelican this weekend, we uh, included some of the rules from Junk Wolf uh, into our Skins on Acid game. I like that. Um, like the Hogan, like Polies. We did include the, the better parts of them. Um, but left out parts like the, uh, consolidated scores, like the whole score, the whole team gets the score. We left it individual. Okay. I think we, we should have a whole podcast on games. Um, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. For anyone who doesn't also know, uh, and if you're ever down on Thursday nights, uh, during the summer in Orange County, we, Andy and I are, uh, co-commissioners of a golf league here. Uh, which is a very loose term of a drinking league that also plays golf. Uh, <laughs> and every week we have a different game. So I love different games. So I'm always interested to hear different variations of things. And um, so I, I did like pieces of it, but I think there's pieces of it that could could take some uh, reworking. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Junkman Wolf, for anybody, it's, it's basically Wolf where the wolf goes first. He can quadruple, triple, or double the bet if he goes by himself, depending on when he decides to. Or, But... It's just with all the junk as well. So I think what we had, pulleys, sevies, you know, make a par from an opposite fairway. The junk man, you know, no fairway, no green, still make par or better. Uh, nobody nobody scored a burglar. Were they farted in the middle of their swing and made par or better? There was no... <laughs> yeah, Andy did. I didn't make par or better. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't make par. Do you still get the burglar if you double? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you miss an eight for, for bogey. Uh, the double burglar. Our boy Tommy added a dot for us. There's the pedo dot. Which means if you don't make it past the kids' oh, tees yeah. and still make par better, you get a dot. But if yep. you don't, you have to give a dot to everybody else. Which is ah, uh, it's just there's just so many dots in play that every, no matter what you do for the first two shots of any hole, you're still kind of kind of in it for a dot. Which I think, uh, which is the one thing I really like about that game. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think I think we knowing knowing how to play the game now, I think we would have probably played yeah. it a little bit differently and and maybe enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, you just think of like, for me, when I play wolf, all I want to do is hit a good drive first and then howl as loud as I possibly can. So everyone on the golf course can hear me. Um, that didn't really pay out as well (laughs) in this game as it has in games past for me, uh, with, with the, the scores aggregating on the other side. But, um, I had one, uh, you know, it it did pay off for me one day and it didn't the other. So I would say I I broke even on that. And, um, you know, I'm I'm always like Mark said. We we love playing different new games, and I think there was a ton of stuff in there that um, that was really cool. Like I think for me, the the most fun part of games are when you're rewarded for doing something good, right? And you you kind of touch on it with with the dots that you explained, but like a Hogan, right? You should of course if you if you are able to hit the fairway in regulation, the green in regulation, and make a par. You should get something something special for that. If you're able to make a sandy par, um, you know, if, if you're able to make a putt outside of the length of the flag stick, like those are all things that you should be rewarded for. So I'm all about increasing the number of dots. And then the other thing that I – there's two other things that I love. <laughs> One, the wolf reject is – this was the first time that I had ever heard of that. That was great. That was um, a great wrinkle. 
which was awesome. What is it? Um, so being able, if if let's say I'm the wolf and I shank one into the woods, which may have happened once or four <laughs> times, um, and Kyle goes next and he hits one right down the middle, and I say, great, Kyle, you and me, buddy, let's go. He has the ability to say, no, Andy, I'll roll solo on this, uh, and then he automatically becomes the wolf. Um, that I thought was super cool. It was great. Um, just because, you know, you're, you're, anytime you're betting on yourself, that's fun. Right. And, and my brother was the one that brought it up because he was saying like, yeah, on a part of three, if I hit it to five feet, like, why would I want to play with someone else? Like, I'm just going to make that birdie and take all the dots myself. Yeah. It's a great call. So actually I have a question. I'm going to bring this thing back to more band and focused right now. Do you think that part of the reason it was tough is because at Bandon, your tee shot seems to matter less than it would at a traditional golf course because the course is so wide and that it's such a second shot, you know, golf course and it's all about putting and working yeah. around the greens. Do you think that a game like Wolf is less applicable to courses like that we have at Bandon because the tee shot just seems to not matter as much? I think if I think if we played Wolf, I think the way that we play it traditionally, where as the Wolf you get rewarded more uh, than than everyone else, that I think I don't think it it mattered because I think when we call, I mean I felt like I hit some pretty good drives, and then I followed it up with like some decent second shots, just my putting that couldn't putt for shit. But um, no, I, I think I think there's a point there. I think there's definitely a point there to be made. But are you you're so you're saying like because basically if if we're all relatively decent golfers, a lot of times all four of us are gonna be in the fairway. Um so it's not as advantageous or it wouldn't make as much sense to, to not, call wolf there. Not quite as much. Like so, you know, in like Northern California, a lot of the courses are tree lined, right? And you know, the yeah. trees left and right everywhere where, you know, if somebody misses into the trees, like making par is gonna be really, really challenging. You know, or like you know, or other courses, if you miss the fairway and there's more junk, the rough is really long. It might yeah. be a little tougher to make a par. Whereas at Bandon, it's so wide open, and it is so linksy that you can kind, as long as you don't completely bury yourself into like a hazard off the tee, as long yeah. as your will can execute, you can kind of make par from anywhere. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're right. I, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. And there is like, I would say. You know, tee shots maybe don't matter as much as when you're talking about playing a tree line course like that, but they still definitely, you know, matter a good bit there, right? Because oh, yeah. it's the difference course, between, and we'll we'll talk through it on some of the holes that um, that we pointed out, but it's the difference between your second shot being 120 and 190 yards yeah. on, on some holes, and or I, even more. And I just think about specifically on the one that I called Wolf, which is banned in 16, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about uh, in terms of my ranking of favorite holes. <laughs> but I think uh, banned in 16 is a very challenging hole. Like it's like it's very risk and reward. So if I would have hit like a you know seven iron and I would have gone in the fairway, I probably wouldn't have called Wolf. But I always go, let's freaking drive it. And I put one I thought pretty close to the green. So I was like, I think that's a tough shot. I mean, but that just shows how good our group was because yeah. three other people put it right next to the green. Uh, and I immediately regretted my decision. But <laughs> I made the birdie. I'm sorry. That was my fault. Yeah, no, God, I never apologized. That yeah. was a great birdie. I had I had it right there, too. It's not like I, oh, God, that, that, punt, still, that punt still haunts my dreams. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, okay. So here's the last storyline uh, question that I have for you guys, and I'm actually going to kick this one off to Keel first because he is our honorary first-time Bannon goer. And I put wait I, to hear. I, well, because I, I put this in the show notes, so you, you guys kind of know what's coming here. But at, at least for us, and, and for me especially, because it, you know, Old McDonald wasn't open like oh. the first couple times that I went to Bannon. I, I, I was going when I first started going. Bannon trails had just opened, so it was just three golf courses, right? And usually, guys who do a little bit of research. They kind of have in their mind what course they're most excited to play initially. Now, I don't know if that was the case for you, Keel, because I know you were kind of trying to come into this thing a little cold turkey because you just wanted to be surprised. So was there one course in particular that you were most excited to play before you got there? Don't worry, guys. We only watched about 14 hours of YouTube videos about <laughs> uh, of people you know, taking videos of Band of Dunes. Wonderful insight. Thank you very much, Keel. You've, re- you've really added a lot here. Okay, so <laughs> what I thought was shocking was that most 
of the guys who were making their first trip to Bannon this year, almost all of them were most excited to play Old McDonald, which I thought was fascinating because I was excited to play it when it opened because I hadn't played it before. But the first couple times I played Old McDonald, it was so tough that I didn't necessarily love it. I respected it, and it like has really grown on me over the years. But I would have, you know, for me, when I first went to Bannon, I was excited to play Pacific and Bannon and, you know, a little bit trails that, you know, Old Mac never would have been the course that would have stood out to me as the one that I absolutely was most excited for. And I don't know, does that strike you guys as odd? You know what? It's funny because when I initially saw that as one of the show notes, I immediately was like, really? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And But like, because now I've, now that I've been there four years, I go, really? That was... But I kind of put, I, you know, even as you were talking right there, I kind of put myself in the first year that I went. And I had the same kind of feeling, you know, as Keel did, where I didn't do too much crazy research. Like, I, you know, I was incredibly excited. I came in with like, all right, let's see what how this is going to be. Um, but I think, you know, and I don't know, this could be totally unrelated and maybe this is why. But one, like, I think Old Mac, the, like, that name just to begin with is so much like – of a departure from everything else there. Like you have Bandon Trails, Bandon Dunes, Pacific Dunes. See, they all kind of have like a similar nomenclature where Old Mac, you're kind of like, what is, like, it sounds like it's like a completely different thing. But also like you kind of hear about Old Mac as like a replica or like inspired of these great, you know, linksy holes. So I think you kind of come in kind of like, well, I've seen St. Andrews on TV on, on the open like, is that how it's going to be? Like, that sounds amazing. Where, like, you haven't really experienced anything like a Pacific or Abandon or, a, like, a lot of those other courses. So I, I, I can see, like, I guess, you know, when my first year came, like, I was very open. But I was looking forward to Old Mac because I was like, oh, a road hole. Like, that sounds amazing. Like, Old Mac, like, that sounds, like, inspired. I, I don't know. I, I can kind of see why that would be the case now um, if, if you look back at it. I know Andy is definitely not the kind of guy that was looking forward to playing certain golf courses before he came up, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask you anyway, Andy. Yeah, so um, unlike Mark, I did uh, a lot of research and, 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 and continue to do research every single year. And that is his, uh, my, my fourth year going. Um, and, and still have a tough time recalling the holes, unlike Mark, who's unbelievable at, at remembering every single shot of every round that we play over, yes. over you know, Four years. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I would. I, it shocked me for sure. Like because Old Mac, what I was told was it's the most unique of the four golf courses, which I, I 100% agree with. Yeah. Um, I think nomenclature does kind of tend itself to that. Um, but I really had you. You can't get an understanding of a golf course of that scale until you're like really oh, walking God. up to the to the first tee. And, uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about about, like our, our favorite, you know, opening and closing holes and things like that. The opening of, of old McDonald, even though it's kind of out, you, you feel when you're going to the other courses, you, you know, they're all on the ocean side of the property. So you kind of feel like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heading towards, you know, ocean golf. I know ocean golf, um, with old Mac being like out on the, kind of the other side and much further away than everything else you get there and you get off the shuttle and you just look and it's like wow this is huge um and that i think is the 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 biggest the, the thing that would make me the most excited about it like going back what i love about it is being able to know that, like, man, I can hit the ball all over the ballpark today. I can swing as hard as I want off the tee, and, like, I'm going to be fine, and I'm going to figure this out. And it's, you know, one of the tougher walks of the property, I would say. Um, But I don't know how you can know that going into your first trip, right? Like, even the the literature that you read about it and, and looking at the website and going through the course flyovers, like, you really can't tell how massive it is and then and then you have the ocean holes there like you you have the greatest turn stand that i've ever seen and and i would be 
hard pressed to have somebody tell me that there's a better turn stand in all of the United States than the one at at after number seven at Old Mac. Um, it's I don't yeah. I, I don't know how these guys could have anticipated that. So it was it was surprising for me to see, but I loved it because I, I think Old Mac is super fun. Yeah, it's God, it's so good. It what I think what it was is that somehow, some way, I don't know how I finagled it, but I did manage to bring several architecture dorks with me uh this year. <laughs> and they it was the exact same thing. You know how you could you know how we know that Mark Tappanis is not a golf architecture nerd like <laughs> like some of us is because he was struggling to find the word template for about thirty seconds. Like, oh, see, uh, the, the holes. Uh, I was just thinking, like, they're called template holes. Just say template holes. And he just yeah. never quite. Found, I was like, this guy is not a real dork like the rest of us. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think these guys were just fascinated to go out and play like a, a golf course that was an homage to to CB McDonald and they they're just so dialed in it's just so it's just one of those things where it's just one extra layer of Bannon that's really cool because it does really check all the boxes because all the recreational players have such a great time because they're so much fun and they're so beautiful and then the guys that are the, you know the dorks like myself or anybody, they get they all of their itches get scratched there and for a number yeah. of different reasons as well which uh which is pretty fascinating so I I, I did think it was curious, though, that uh, that TK and Fitz and all those other guys were all most excited to play Old Mac. And when I asked him, well, with the Sheep Ranch opening next year, would you still say Old Mac is the one you'll be most excited to come back to? And universally, it was it was a lot of nodding heads. And, and so, really, yeah, I know. Well, which you know, so now now we know their take. But I guess that means I guess this means it's, this is what we have to do right now. So I'm just going to pose a question to you fellas. You, you guys, you know, Keel's been there now once. You you fellows have been there four times. I mean, let's let's just do a little roundtable here. I mean, where how how do you rank the four right now? I mean, I I could give you the Matt Janella, you know ten rounds question, but uh, I think that that question's too fair. I I think that's that's the nice fair way to ask it. I I want you yeah. to be judgeful. I I want one two three four for the big golf courses. Do we, do we want to start with uh, with Keel? Sure. I said the thing is I I know what Keel's favorite course is there. No, you, you, the preserve was definitely like your favorite, right? Oh, the preserve is so good. We gotta get we gotta get Keel close to the mic. Yeah, here we go. Oh, so much better. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the preserve is a special, special place. Um, but now, okay. answer the damn question that I, that we all that we're all thinking about right now, Keel. So you have Bannon Dunes, Pacific Dunes, Bannon Trails, Old Mac. Of those four golf courses, which one did you walk away liking the most? And again, it has nothing to do with which we think's the best golf course, just the ones that you enjoyed the most. Okay. Bannon Trails, which we played on a beautiful day. So Bannon Trails won. Not not uncommon. Yep. Bam. And and won a skin. Sorry, Andy. Go ahead, Keel. <laughs> oh, the guy with the 28 handicap just crushing it right now. Love it. <laughs> Awesome. So Trails 1. Old Mac 2. Great. Interesting. Okay. I actually like that. It's funny because I'll bet you I've heard every version, every order you could possibly think of, but I actually don't remember the last time that I had somebody go Trails, Old Mac, Pacific Bandon. I like it. I like it. In fact, I love it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go clockwise here but you guys have no idea what that means because you guys can't see me right now so i'm gonna go to mr andy furtick here uh yeah mr f what uh it, did your order change at all after this trip or do you still feel the same way about these golf courses as you did going in um uh, my order is g generally fluid um <laughs> and and does change 
pending, you know, things like weather and how I play. The weather was a non-factor <laughs> because it was perfect every day. Um, and how I played, how I played was definitely a factor because I I was quite up and down. Um, but my top four is trails number one, and that was I think what what happened to me this trip was my rankings solidified a little bit more than they have before. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say that they've changed from last year, but but they've they've hardened. Two and three are. A little bit more fluid for me, um, with Bandon Dunes being two and Old Mac being three, uh, and I have the highest ranked course, Pacific Dunes. Uh, some call the top public course in the country <laughs> as a as a four and uh, almost a distant four. Just a totally mid tier golfing experience for Andy. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're asking to rank my favorite children here, Kyle, but um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was I was listening to the podcast with with Garrett and, and he was talking about um, kind of the the, the inland areas of of Pacific, and I was thinking about it, and I was I like went back and I was like, am I missing something? Like, let me look back at the flyovers again, and I, you know, what I, I was like, you know what? It, it's it's like trails, but not as good. Um, so I, I know that that's a hot take, and, and I might get paid for that. Don't at me, people. Um, at I, Andy Ferdig yeah, on Twitter. I, yeah, at Andy Ferdig on Twitter. Uh, trails banned in Old Mac Pacific. Wow, awesome! God, that's so great, Marky. What about you, brother? Uh, so I, my rankings have changed, not as of this year. And I would say not as of the last two years, um, but really top two haven't changed for me. It was three and four that have, have changed for me. So, uh, for me, one Pacific is always been my favorite. Um, I don't know. I just play really well there. It's just a very fun course to me. Um, I think a lot of the stuff Andy mentioned that Garrett said, like, I really liked the in, you know, the in, you know, land. And I really liked being right on the, I mean, it, there's so much incredible stuff about Pacific that it's just always been number one for me. And I, and I just think you can't, and I could, I mean, I don't know, but I just feel like you can't recreate Pacific anywhere else. No. Like it is just such an incredible land and such incredible views. Um, that being said, number two is trails. Um, where I think trails, I think it is like, I could see why it's people's favorite course, but, and maybe this is, again, we're talking, we're going in the stakes of hot takes. Um, I just feel like you could make a trail somewhere else. Not like, I, I think there's so many great things about it, but I feel like you could make a trail somewhere else where Pacific, you can't do that. Like you have to have that specific land, that specific, you know, area, so I think that's why uh, Pacific's a little edges trails for me. Uh, Bandon has uh, moved up to number three. Mm. And it's funny. When we started doing our top favorite holes on the resort and like least favorite holes, Bandon had like almost none for me. So that <laughs> it, 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 was, it was an absolutely incredible course. And then four, I would say, is Old Mac for me. Um, I, I just feel like I, I love Old Mac. There are some of my favorite holes on there. But overall, um, I'd, I'd rather. I mean, the other three are just a little bit above. Wow! So it's fascinating. Oh, and, and right, there, three different people, three different ratings. <laughs> and and so make great. it work. Oh, yours. Uh, I'm so to hear. You know, my my order is not based on which I think is the best golf course. I am ranking these based on how much I enjoy playing them, and which ones would I prefer? if I had to pick Same. one. Which one would I pick to play every single day, right? And that, and and rank them that way. And I think I can. I think this would apply to all you guys. And that the one that I rank fourth is probably still one of like the twelve best golf courses I've ever played in my life. Oh, you yeah. know. So I mean, you probably know, it's, it, it, it's. But for me, it would go Pacific one, Old Mac two, Trails three, Bannon four. But wow. I say that I loved Bannon Dunes as much if not more than i've loved it at any point this trip it was so good and also yeah uh, something to share with everybody i i know andy we were definitely playing together uh no yeah we, we all played together on the last day did you guys notice how dramatic some of those changes were that david mulcay kid made out there did. to, to yeah. a lot of fair i mean uh, i so for everybody who's not aware uh david kid has been out there making some 
pretty significant changes to uh, a few of the holes out there ahead of the 2020 U.S. Amateur, which is going to be played there next year. The first, basically, you know, what's essentially a major championship. Um, I mean, it's the, to me, it's the biggest golf tournament that's not a major. Sorry, players, you tournament sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, t- for me, the USAM is pro- is one of my four or five favorite golf tournaments of the year. It, it's it's incredible. And uh, Bannon is going to be having the qualifying on Bannon Dunes and Bannon Trails. And then I believe when it goes to match play, it's going to be just at Bannon Dunes. And so to, to you know to get ready for that, uh, David McKay Kid has been moving some of the fairway bunkers around into spots where a lot of the top amateur players in the world are going to be a lot more likely uh, to have to think about them and start you know you know thinking things over on the tees. So uh, I was very impressed uh, by a lot of the work that I saw out there, specifically on number eight. Um, number eight got yeah. a lot tougher, man, because it used to just have those little row of bunkers that kind of you just basically needed to get it over, and then you were home free. Where now, dude, he's got dude, he's got little you know, just well, looks it seems like you know little like grenade bunkers just like launched all just peppered throughout that thing, anywhere from like two fifty to like three hundred yards. Where if you want to hit a wood of any kind, you got to pick a spot and you got to hit it, yeah. and it's just uh oh, it's just so awesome. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm looking at uh. At Bannon Dunes on the website right now. Thank and goodness. I was wondering. Have, I was like, "What if somebody isn't? No. What if somebody can't see what I'm talking about right now?" The, thank you, Andy. Oh, I, they uh, have no, it. I knew it. I knew it as soon as you said yeah. it. <laughs> but they have it. They have it tipped out on on their course flyover at seventy two twelve. Yes, they're gonna stretch that bad boy out next year. Big that because I was gonna say because that's that's the one thing you know beyond the fact that it's you know it's tough to get to. And I don't know how the spectators would handle like a, a, a major, like they would do like something at Chambers. Um, was just the length is I feel like the, the majority of those courses tip out like around 67, 6,800. Yeah. Uh, seeing Bannon Dunes at 72, that would be a test, man. Bannon Dunes, and, and keep in mind, with Lynx Golf, obviously, you know, when, oh, yeah. we go, when we go and there's not that much wind, like you could kind of take a couple hundred yards off the yardage and say that's sort of what's going to play like because you just get so much more roll on a Lynx course setup. But when these guys are playing this thing next summer, I mean, yeah, it's going to be playing fast and firm and they're going to be getting some roll, but I think a lot of these guys are going to be out there dealing with two and three and maybe even four club wins, like real legitimate Lynx test. And they, it is going to be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think that those are, I think those are special uh, U.S. AMTs because they're not even shown on the flyover. So I'm just curious to know where they're <laughs> How getting could the that flyover to private us like this. <laughs> where are they getting that extra 500 from the blacks? <laughs> like I know, for instance, on number one, they actually have yep. like a tee box that's like part of the putting green. Uh-huh. That's insanity. You know what I mean? So like they 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 can really stretch that thing all the way back there. Um, yeah. It's it it's gonna be awesome. I mean, whew, yeah, that golf course. But anyway, t- to say that uh, Banner Dunes is my fourth of four uh, is is no disrespect because again, it, it that golf course is so good. I mean, really, Banner Dunes, having played some really exceptional golf in the San Francisco Bay Area, I would put it right there as maybe the best golf course in the Bay Area, and that's in which has some of the best golf in the country. I mean, it's just that they're all that good guys. Oh, sure. God, they're all just so God. Oh yeah. Good. I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, like I said, it's, it's like, you know, ranking how much you love your children. Like each, each of those courses are, are unbelievable and, and would be such a treat to be able to play every single day. Um, it's just the nature of the beast to, to, to have to rank them and have to put one of them forth. Like it's, they're still all, the the facility there is just the whole thing is unbelievable like every year i go back and i'm just shocked by like wow there's so much amazing golf like the free golf course at shorties is something that i would kill to play every single day like if we could have if we could have our weekly golf league at shorties we would do it all year round 100 percent. yeah no it's it's, there's just nothing at bannon that's not world class golf golf being no exception it's just so so excellent um all right let's keep the ranking talk going and this is when i got to give a little shout out to marky for uh for bringing this this is a great this is a great topic that i don't think we've done in the podcast before so i'm actually very excited to get everybody's take here um the one thing that all 
all these golf courses, you know, have. I mean, obviously, we we're just talking about how great all the courses are, but all four courses have great openers, just great, great Gosh. first holes. Um, and so maybe we'll go back on the roundtable again, Keel. Maybe I'll come back to you so you can hear what a couple of the other guys say first, and then you can kind of make a judgment. So maybe Andy, I'll go to you, brother. So all these four golf courses, um, are they all par fours? Yes, they most certainly yep. are. Yep, par. So all par fours. All nothing that necessarily requires a driver uh, on yep. any of them. And for the most part, with the exception of none of them, you, there, there's a great argument to me that you know keeping the driver in the bag is actually the play on a lot of the first holes out there. So. Yeah, and Andy, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you first, here, brother. Uh, how, how would you rank the uh, the opening holes at each of the four courses? Well, you know, Kyle, it's funny that you said that you can keep the driver in the bag because one of the things that I think about before I tee up at every golf course is before I came out, some of the research that I did my first year was your podcast where you talked about how you should hit dri- you should hit hybrid on every single first tee at every single course and every time i think about taking driver out i'm like i don't know kyle said that four years ago that i shouldn't be hitting driver here um but the rankings that i have and i do hit driver on one of the four uh is banadoon's number one Ooh. old mac number two trails three and pacific four wow. um bandon dunes for me like i think bandon and old mac are hand in hand at the top there like bandon i think the reason it edged out for me is you have the atmosphere of having the lodge right there and like that's why they built this amazing place that we love to go to every single year is is Mm -hmm. that golf course um and you have all of that stuff right there and you typically have all your buddies that are kind of standing out there with their cocktails and chirping and having a good time um so that's why I edged out Bandit at number one. I had Old Mac number two, like that walk up from the parking lot with the flag, and and you talked about it kind of being the the West Coast National Golf Links. Um, that's like that atmosphere there is just so cool. Yeah. Um, and and seeing the scale of the course, like I talked about earlier, right? Like you just see how wide open it is and how big it is. Um, that's like the most stunning, I would say, of 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 the four. Um, Trails and Pacific, I kind of have as um, similar in terms of three, four. Like, Trails has those nets out there, which which we deal with <laughs> yeah. in the winter that I think kind of takes away a little bit from the beauty. But I just love seeing, like, the the windblown grass and, um, and the high fescue on the sides uh, and having that, like, well-defined kind of path on that, that dogleg with a little bit of an uphill green. Um, Psych trails a little bit more Pacific. You you can't really see the green. It's that that dogleg right, and I seem to always end up in that giant dune on the right, um, and I always think I'm over it. Uh, so that's that's probably the only reason that I haven't ranked fourth. But yeah, I mean the I would say Old Mac uh, and Bandon being my top two are are definitely above the above the other two for me. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's great, Mark. What do you got here, brother? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I it's it's crazy like just hearing everyone's different rankings. They're just so different, I think, from anyone else. And I mean, and it's funny because when I put together when I was putting together some notes, uh, Kyle, for our talking points, I yeah, I had best opening holes and best closing holes, and they were almost identical. Um, I eventually had to start thinking about it, and I, I swapped you know two of them. But for me, best opening holes, I think Old Mac. Um, I think just the grandeur of it, and like this just incredibly understated you know, pro shop and it's just this big American flag and you're kind of like, where the heck am I going? Yeah. And this first hole is just, you know, it's it's wider than it is long. You're kind of like, what am I about to play? This is going to be something really special and cool. So, um, and I just always do very well on one at Old Mac. And I think it was in Dream Golf, uh, the Bannon book, where it was like, it's a war, the first hole should be a warm handshake. And I just feel like Old Mac out of all of them is like it's just the it's just the most scorable, uh, which is, you know, starting off on a birdie is always a good time Uh, Two, I thought Pacific just because like you see this massive dune on the right and you have that really cool sign. What's that sign right before you're walking up to the tee box? 
like be quiet for like, you know, like, you know, players on number one, like you just see that and you're kind of like, whoa, like where, where are we going? Like this, like super cool. Um, so I thought old Mac Pacific two, number three, I think to Andy's point being in the whole lodge area is just incredible at Bandon. And four for me, I think is, is trails. Um, and I think, you know, again, with trails, I think it's just more of like an, an eye thing for me where I see trails and it looks tough. Like, I'm like, whoa, this looks skinny and uphill and it kind of turns a little left. But it's if, if you look at it, it's actually a pretty relatively easy hole. You just need a nice, easy, you know, three or four iron right into the kind of middle. But on the first hole, it, it kind of just doesn't suit my eye. Um, that's why I have it. I have it fourth for me. So awesome. Uh, I, I, I'm using that word a lot. Kiki, uh, how about you, buddy? You ready to uh, give us some rankings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say, and this is purely, this is a lot of bias on here. Someone that's played, you know, very, very little golf and played one golf majors. Fair enough. Fair. My, my, my number one is definitely Pacific, just because it was really the first hole I ever played at Brandon, and I've never been so intimidated and excited at the same time. <laughs> It's perfect. Oh, we were judging the shit out of you. If had had you had you flubbed one into that dune on the right, we would have told you to go wait in the clubhouse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You did again. Let me say this again. Keel crushed his drive on one. Did not listen to my advice from a couple years ago. Hit the driver off one. But it was okay. It turned out very, very well. So we're going to let it slide. All right. So you got Pacific 1. Pacific 1, uh, Old Mac 2. Probably for the same reasons we were saying. I just, you just see how open it is. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, like, like metal heaven right there. Yeah. Uh, Bandon 3. Uh, and then uh, Trails as my last. And that's only because I like, Trails is my favorite, but I like Trails because of the trees. And that's not really apparent in the first place. Sure. Sure. Um, interesting. I I don't think I have the same order as any of you guys. My, Love that. I I think it's a little bit different. It's almost kind of like Andy's, but sort of the exact opposite. <laughs> like I would say, Pacific has got to be one for me, if nothing else, because it's just so shot. Like it's just when you step onto that tee and one at Pacific, you know, kind of the. I, I think it's similar to the sensation that a lot of you guys are describing at Old Mac just in terms of just the scale of how big it is. But when you get to Pacific and you just see how dramatic those dunes are and you just see this crazy little par four that's wedged in between these two dunes that has a, a little tiny green site hiding between, you know, behind a blowout dune. It's just, there's nothing like it. It's just the, one of the most unique opening holes I've played anywhere. I, I love a good short par four. And again, that, that box gets checked on three out of these four courses. So, um, you know, it's not really an advantage over the other ones there, but it's just there's just nothing like it, and it's just such an exciting way to start. Um, uh, and then I would probably say Trails is two, uh, only because like I mean, you you guys, I guess I have to ask you guys there. That's probably the most dramatic, open blown out dunes on the entire property, because uh, the dunes and Trails and Preserve to me feel a lot different than the dunes. Up on Pacific, would you? Would you guys? Is that just me? Do you, do you guys feel similarly? No, I do. I think you're. You have that like, that like wispy long grass that looks more like you're at like Irish like, look, hills look, or yeah, it looks some, more like Irish dunes. Midwest, yeah. Um, then trails is is just so much different than yeah. than kind of the rest of the tracks. But um, yeah, I mean it's. It's definitely, and that's, I think one of the reasons that trails like kind of sticks out in my head is just so beautiful is like we always, and this may be my knock on Pacific too. Like I feel like every year my best weather is at trails and my worst weather is at Pacific. Yeah. So like that's, that's something where, you know, obviously it's going to play a little bit into your head, but when you get out there and you're kind of expecting to get dumped on and you just have a beautiful 62 degree day and it's the sunshine and you can see the ocean and you just see these beautiful blown out dunes and you can kind of, you know, poke a, 
poke a little long iron out there and or hybrid and, and put one in the fairway and have a good chance at making a par. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely different for sure. Like the grass just seems different over there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's, what, number one at, at trails is just so stunning and beautiful. It, it kind of is similar to Pacific in that like you just get up on that first and you're just like, Whoa. Like, this might just be the most beautiful golf course I've ever played, knowing well that you're going to play the other three courses, you know, within a 40 <laughs> speed. Uh, and then I would probably say Band in three. I love love the camaraderie and all the, all the BS and everybody just hanging out on the first tee. Plus, on top of that, dude, that second shot, that approach shot into one at Bandon is gnarly. It's like yeah, you know, it's as nice, helpful. you know, as nice as the warm handshake is off the tee on one abandon. You turn that corner and you look up that hill, and you're just thinking, "Shit, I got to execute a golf shot right now." Like this is, <laughs> it's like I got one warm up swing. It's like and now, now, now it's time to go. My transfusion. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, should have good thing I made that thing a double. Huh? <laughs> it's, 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 it's worrisome, but uh, yeah, I would say abandon three, and then old Mac. So awesome. Again, the scale of it, just the sheer scale uh, is fantastic. I, I wonder if that has the effect of the scale of it has lessened over the years because I, I know what to expect now. Yeah. And it just feels yeah. so f- familiar and awesome when you get there that it's instead of being like shocking, it's just more comforting. I, I don't know if that's like I'm, I'm unfairly penalizing old Mac, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just four four of the best opening holes in golf, all at these four world class golf courses. It uh, <laughs> it's rough, man. It it this is a rough. <laughs> what, what we do up there is is rough work, and you know, we're doing research. I'm just we're doing God's work up there. I, I'm just proud of every single one of you guys for just toughing through this every year. I mean, you know, spending <laughs> I mean, your hard earned dollars to, to trudge through the trudge through the dunes. It's it's, it's remarkable stuff. Yeah, you, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to keep doing God's work for the next good twenty to infinity years. Good. Well, I think uh, that seems like a pretty good place to put a wrap on part one of our Bannon Dunes recap podcast with Mark, Andy, and Keel. Uh, again, th- th- there is more than half. <laughs> we are not even halfway through our conversation. So, uh, yeah, I, I figured instead of uh, going full Joe Rogan and, and throwing a, a two and a half hour podcast down for everybody, it might be a little more digestible. Uh, for everybody to just get two hour-ish uh, long podcasts. We will be out with part two shortly. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, again, <laughs> got to put a random little plug in here. If you like saving money on golf, <laughs> uh, go to golfguide.net, enter the promo code GGPODCAST to check out and save 10% on any purchase of greens fees you make of $50 or more. Uh, with that out of the way, thank you again to everybody at Bandon Dunes uh, for tolerating us for the week. So Such a great time. Uh, the staff up there is obviously unbelievable, and uh, we will be back. And uh, not only will we be back at Bandon, we'll be back with part two here shortly with Mark, Andy, and Keel. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Adios. Adios.